Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Over the Albuquerque Duke store. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Cal, Cal likes that. Cal does like that. I am Fred Slow, Van Nunley alongside me. My headphones sound weird. Let me mess with that, Van. Okay. Steve Palmasano, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, fellas. Thank you. Steve, do you know you got Duke's royalty in the house? I did not know. Back that. at the KNML studio, beautiful historic downtown Albuquerque, New Mexico. One Cal Moots is producing the program oh, today. Sweet. What's going on, guys? It's good to be Isn't, here. What's up, Cal? Very as, as you know, Cal, I'm sorry to beat a dead horse here, but we are at the Duke's team store. Cal, the grandson of the originator of the Duke's logo, Absolutely. Dick Moots. Dick Moots. That's cool. I mean, you got, you've probably known some serious bloodlines. You've known right Cal there. since he was a baby. Yes, I have. Well, itty bitty baby. <laughs> That's right. And I saw Steve not, not that long ago, just a, a couple of weeks back. He. He uh, made an appearance at my family reunion, I believe. Oh, yeah. well, I was that. very, I was honored to be invited. Absolutely, was nice. it was good to yeah. see you there, and I'm yeah. happy to be on today, and I could say hi to you, Steve. <laughs> what a deal! Got Sounds a great good. program for you today. I mean, just two hours and fifteen minutes of Achilles rupturing talk, right? I mean, that's what we're doing today on the program. Fred, Fred's back. Fred's here. Hey, Fred, how's it going? Headphones hey, sound weird. Yeah, so do mine. Let's do this, Cal. Let's go to break. Whenever we get back. We're two men on live from the Albuquerque Duke store. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. This Back on the program. Got those tech diffs figured out. It's like we're living in a world of just constant confusion. I mean, much like every single time in Albuquerque it rains, everything goes haywire, people know how to act. I think that goes the same thing for our equipment, Fred. Well, and it's raining in El Paso, too. So if you thought you were going to be listening to the Albuquerque Ice Tops right at 6.30, we don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you lucky. Will. Maybe you won't. Maybe we don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe in 10 minutes, Mike Lombardi will join us on the program. We're going to have a lot of fun talking to him. Talk a little bit about the NFL. He's got a new book out, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll That's exciting. Go over that at length with him. Talk about the business, the business. Going to have all kinds of fun. Tough Monday night football game last night. We'll kind of jump past the jokes, get into the headlines of the day. Tough Monday night football game last night. If you are a fan of Cinderella stories, if you're a fan of going riding off into the sunset, if you're a fan of poetic endings, because none of that will come for Aaron Rodgers and the New Jersey Jets. None of it. <sighs> Not going to lie. Full disclosure here, Fred. Yeah. I am a disappointed sports fan last night and today and until this shock wears off that we got six months of Aaron Rodgers talk, Aaron Rodgers speculation. Mm -hmm. Then we got the gift of the best season of Hard Knocks in the history of Hard Knocks only to have our hopes and dreams 
of a New Jersey Jets run led by four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers stolen from us 75 seconds into Monday Night Football last night. Steve Palmasano is here with a handful of I told you so's. You're not there. You are here with that or you're not? I'm a little ambivalent. Oh, yeah? You just don't care? That's well, your thing? I mean, karma comes to mind. I don't know Woo. why it does, but. I don't like that word karma right no. now. No. Mm. It's not karma. What it's did, not? What did Aaron Rodgers do wrong? I don't know. What did Everything. Aaron Rodgers do? I mean, misinform a, a bunch of people in Wisconsin and the Midwest about COVID policy. That part sucked. Okay. <laughs> Suck that he did that. He should not have done that. Beyond that, I love the guy. Why? He's entertaining. Super. He trolls the media. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of alternative medicine. I'm a fan of medicine, first off. Let's not get that no, confused. big medicine guy. Also, I love me some alternative medicine. Yeah. You'll see me with some tinctures every once in a while, Fred. I'm not mad at him for that. What I am mad at is his stupid four-ply Charmin soft Achilles rupturing four plays into the game. Is that how many he got? Four? Four plays. 75 seconds into his Jets tenure. He tried to, he threw it one pass, but it was incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the worst quarterback in the history of the Jets? Yeah. Oh, God, that sucks. It's 0 for this year. God, that sucks so bad. Josh Allen completed more passes to Jets players than Aaron Rodgers (laughs) did yesterday. Yeah, it's a true fact. It's true wild stat. in 2024 that the Jets roster is going to have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, that's super crazy. That's like Madden stuff. You, you beat me to it. I mean, if there's ever a Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David, Spite adventure, yeah. it's going to be Tom Brady on the Jets. It's a triple banger for Tom Brady. Number one, he got his day in the sun on Sunday right. when he was honored in New England. He was, like, pumping his fist in the air. He was like, he's yeah. like, the, the, whose house? Brady's house. Like, so he that. gets to pull one over on the Patriots again. Yes. And he gets to pull one over on the second best number 12 of all time. And then he gets to pull one over on Jimmy Garoppolo somehow, being Jimmy Garoppolo's boss and beating him this year. That's a triple whammy for Tom he Brady. He doesn't own the Raiders yet. I see what you were doing there. Uh-huh. That, if he owned the Raiders, there's no way Tom Brady's going to the Jets. Part owner of the Raiders. You heard what I said. Now, because he's not in that group, he's not a quote-unquote owner. Yet. Yet, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trade his rights. I assume they have his rights, or is he just, did that contract expire? I believe uh, it is voided. Voided. Yeah, through his official retirement. No, that's not how that works. So you can't just retire and then... Say I'm available. Like, if you still have years left on your deal, because that was always a big part of the uh, the Barry Sanders talk from all those years ago. All right, let's try it right now. I officially retire from two men on. Okay. The number one sportsiest sports talk radio show in it, the history of the universe. Or your heart. Now what? What is the next step? Breaking news. No, this is, you can't just. Van Nunley okay. is back on Two Men On. Yeah, unretired. The number one sportsiest sports show in the history of the world right here on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports channel. Welcome back, Van. Let's go. That's, you're, you're very confused. <laughs> I is that you. not how it works? You, you're very confused. Damn it, but that's the way I want it to work, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll settle for Matt Ryan. Well, that's the thing, right? 
No. Oh, you don't want Matt Ryan. Fitzpatrick. Give me some Fitz magic. Sign me up for some more Fitz magic in New Jersey. Robert Saleh said today, whoever they bring in will be a backup to their current quarterback, second overall draft pick, because they believe in it. They think this thing's going to work. The Wilson-to-Wilson connection is the answer. Maybe. Worked yesterday. Did not. Did not. He threw one one touchdown pass, and that reception was from the the guy who might be the best doing it right now. That's probably the least likely reception in the history of the StatCast era. I would agree. Yeah. It's, that catch had a .01% probability. 100% yeah. a .01% <laughs> probability. We've got to get our breaks right so we can step away and come back with Mike Lombardi. We're going to do that right now. Whenever we get back, Mike Lombardi joining us on the program. We're going to do a little bit more NFL talk. He's got a new book coming out. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. Cal's going to effort him during the break. And we'll be back with more Tumen on live from the Albuquerque Duke store Sweet. on a rainy Tuesday. Love it. Rainy Tuesday. Got the door open here at the Duke store. Feeling that crisp air, baby. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from the Albuquerque Duke store. Mike Lombardi, we're going to move to 430, it looks like. So my mistake on that. little production note. I'm stoked for that interview. That's going to be good. He's going to be booked out. Football done right. We'll talk to he about that. Had a lot of fun last night at Howie Sports Page. Big thank you to all the friends of the show that showed up. That was a big deal to us. A couple. Well, not, yeah, I guess we had some first-timers, too. So that was fun, too. So, yeah, all the all the OG day oneers, day one-ishes from from back in the ABQ Central days. Thank you for coming out. All the all the new friends of the show, thank you for coming out. Uh, we got invited, Steve, to about a million tailgates for the Lobo football game this Saturday. Nice. We're going to go to one million of them. Starting at what time? Uh, right now. What is all day? <laughs> yes. I was talking to Ed Mans and Aris today, who you know, runs all the events over there. The, sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm State Athletic Commission meeting. I'm doing some stuff for pro wrestling or whatever, right? Sweet. So we started talking about um, – the local football game, and ju- just we have this talking. It goes, "Hey, what's uh, what's the president's going to look like over there?" There's going to be a big one. So, sure. Yeah, state is coming in, and um, yeah, just just everything is is going to be there for the state and university game. It's going to be. It's going to take a minute, is what I'm trying to tell you. It's going to take an extra minute to get there. I would encourage you, don't bring your bag. Like if you if you have to, if you got to bring a purse or a bag or whatever, bring that. Cool, but um, just be prepared to wait for a little bit um, sure. because that's how this thing is going to be on Saturday. I mean, if there was 17,000 people there for Tennessee Tech, we're going to set some records on Saturday, right? I believe he will. This, I, I believe we will. Like, this is one of the biggest in the history of the rivalry. Obviously, the Rio Grand rivalry, the, the, the battle of I-25, it's a huge deal every year, no matter what. Hey, Cal, can you reach back out to uh, Mike Lombardi? He just texted me. He's, a, he's ready. So we'll bring him in a little bit early after, after we Great. connect with him. So that's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be a big weekend. You, obviously, we'll be out there. We'll have a lot of fun. We're having our own little tailgate as the sports animal, so come hang out with us. That's going to be sweet. I'm going to wear tinnies, though. Normally, I try to look like, but there's going to be a lot of walking. There's going to be a lot of fun out there. I th- I'm going to Uber, too. Like, I'm not 
I'm not going to try to play any games with this. Like, I'm going to get in, I'm going to get out, I'm going to do that whole thing. I guess where I live, I could just walk, too. So maybe I didn't even think You're that. not wrong. Yeah, I didn't even think that went through. I might just park at your place. Yeah, it might be the spot. Kalmut's efforting, getting Mike Lombardi on the program right now, so we're excited to have he whenever he does join. So we were out last night. Steve didn't make it out to Howie Sports page. I did not. Okay, I, mean, I did not. What's the deal with that? <clears throat> well, a-, a Marie texted me and said, She's not Don't going. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. She was out of town. So oh, she did. Yeah, also not joining us. You know how that is. <laughs> well, and it was a tough start, yeah. too, because the, the, the energy was different with the injury to Aaron Rodgers last night. Yeah. The, the energy was. That was crazy. It was crazy. You know, and it was. We were watching from Howie's last year, remember, uh, DeMar Hamlin went down. Correct. And there was like a weird grass thing. Cal, if you're whispering to me, I cannot hear you. The the idea last night was as soon as Aaron Rodgers went down, everyone went, no. Like, that was the consensus. You know, even even Bill's fans had, you know, uh, a, a, just a stunning energy in the crowd. Yeah. Well, like, they don't want to win it that way. We'll circle. They didn't. They didn't. But they didn't want to. And we'll circle back to the fan bases of both the New York Jets and Buffalo Bills after we sit down and talk with a guy who was in a front office for a long time, obviously all this time in New England. He, he's a guy who's, who's helped replace quarterbacks and position guys. Joining us on the program, the friend of the show hotline, the Sports Animal Hotline, Mike Lombardi. Welcome, yeah. friend. How there. How are we doing? Doing well, my man. Congratulations on the new book. Congratulations on everything going on. But before we get to that, how do you figure out this quarterback situation in New York? Well, you don't. I mean, you know, that's part of which that's why you drafted the guy, the second pick overall in the draft. You got to try to make him. To me, I don't know if you guys remember the scene in the movie Apollo 13 when all the scientists are in the room sitting around the conference table and a guy walks in with a cardboard box and he dumps all this stuff on the table and he says, we got to make this look like that using nothing but this. And that's it. That, that's exactly what it is. That, that's what's in front of the Jets. They have is to the- do that. I mean, they have to do everything they can to make Zach Wilson. I mean, look, if there were enough quarterbacks to help the Jets, uh, all these teams would be looking for quarterbacks. You know, sure. Daniel Jones wouldn't have got $40 million a year, but there aren't. And so that's what's going on. And I think at the end of the day, you got to make the players that you have better, and you got to try to find a way to win games like they did last night, special teams, defense, turn the ball over. You know, I mean, you, you don't have to win the stat sheet. You have to win the game. I mean, anybody with an eye for football knows the Jets' defense is going to be strong if they stay healthy. But quarterback play, I mean, that's the the key to the Jets. Robert Sala said that Zach Wilson is their guy. you think that's 100% true, or is he holding out for a better option? Well, I don't know if he has a better option. Yeah. I'll tell you a story. So in 2007, when Tom Brady broke uh, tore his knee, uh, in New England that night were two quarterbacks. One of them was Christopher Sims. I forget who the other one was, but they were coming in for a workout. It had nothing to do with Brady. They were just going to work out to be on the emergency list to see if they could be somebody that could possibly, uh, uh, you know, be somebody who had brought in in case of an injury. Belichick sent them both home before he even let them come over the building because he wanted to send a message to his team that we could win with Matt Castle, that we could win. And I think, to me, that's what the Jets need to do. They need to tell everybody, we can win with Zach Moore. they got to stand behind him. Now, i got to be honest. I watched Zach Moore last night. 
I thought Zach Moore didn't look like he was ready to go. I think Zach Moore was like the kid who didn't know there was going to be a test that day at school. You know, uh, yeah, and sure so he did. was kind of a little surprised and wasn't prepared. Well, and Zach Wilson is who we're talking about. Zach Morris, the defensive end for uh, Panthers, right? And Zach Morris was the cool guy in Saved by the Bell. Ooh, so let's go. connect them oh, all together. Sorry, Zach Wilson, <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get my names, but I apologize. Well, and if there's a guy that's seen a lot of names come through football rosters, it's Mike Lombardi who's joining us on the program. You know him as a media analyst, obviously, all of his time in the front offices of the New England Patriots, the Cleveland Browns, um, kind of half the NFL, really, but I think those are the two that jump out. And, and now you got a new book out, my man. Talk to me a little bit about Football Done Right. Football Done Right is really about the history of the game, the coaching trees kind of. I start the book off talking about essentially the five coaching trees, what I call the White Oaks, people that have really influenced the game and have made a difference in the game, Red Barrel Blake, the West Point Knights of Army, Sid Gilman from uh, you know the San Diego Chargers by way of Ohio State and West Point, uh, Paul Brown, the greatest coach of all. Uh, then you go into Clark Shaughnessy, the founding father of the, of the, of the team formation, who basically put the quarterback position on the map. And then, of course, the great Bill Walsh with the West Coast offense. Well, and you have a rich personal history with Bill Walsh as well, obviously, dating all the way. Yeah. Back. Yeah, so yeah, how fitting that is. He is a big part of this story as well. As you're doing your research, what is the thing that jumped out to you, Mike Lombardi, that was so interesting and so inspiring to cause you to start this book? Well, I used to get on the team bus with Coach Walsh, and he would always doodle Clark Shaughnessy plays, and he was a historian, and he always believed the past lied the, the clues to the future. And he truly believed that you had to look in the past to be able to, to, uh, uh, to find answers for the present. And, and he got me going on history, and he would talk about those times in, in – in, in his time with Al Davis and then at the Cincinnati Bengals and their expansion team. I mean, when I went up there, he told me to go get tape on Jerry Rice. And I brought three cans of tape to him. This is in 1984. So we were working off 60-millimeter tape. But we had to put it in a machine. It was very hard to get. So we went. I brought it on his desk, and, and I left it up there. And everybody in the league was looking for those three canisters of tape. And I was too scared to go ask him for it. And finally, one day in the hallway in March, I said, Coach, can I get that tape? Are you done with it? And he said, oh, yeah, I'm done with it. Go get it. So I went up to his office, and he had a note attached to the tape. He said, the note said, John Jefferson, dot, 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 with speed. Now, nobody remembers who John Jefferson was, but he was a great receiver in the early 80s. And I, and, and I think people don't have an appreciation for all the things that has – happened around the league and i thought it was important when i traded for randy moss and al davis obviously was the responsible for allowing me to trade for randy moss and okayed it i did i did just the mechanical work of the deal but when we did that i said i went into his office and i said we just traded for one of the greatest receivers of all time and I got a 40-minute lecture on why lance allworth will always be the greatest receiver of all time. <laughs> That's too much fun. Michael Lombardi joining us. We're talking, obviously, about his book, Football Done Right. Part of football being done right, Mike, is all of the fields having grass. So the greatest regular season quarterback in the history of the game doesn't go down four plays into the game. Are you in the camp of getting rid of artificial turf? I, 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 I am, but I don't think, the, I don't think last night – is the reason. I think it's just generally the reason. Let me give you an example. When I was a fat little kid, 
I, I love the Washington football team, the Redskins. And in 1972, I was watching them play the New York Giants in Yankee Stadium while they were building the Meadowlands, eating chocolate chip cookies. And uh, Sonny Jurgensen, after he completed a 13-yard pass, walked off that grass field clutching his lower body, and he tore his Achilles. And then when I was the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, I was up on the roof watching Dan Marino drive the ball down the field, and he threw an incompletion, and he reached for his lower body, and he limped off the field, and he tore his Achilles. That game was on grass. Dan Marino was 33 years old. Sonny Jurgensen was 38. Those two ring a bell in my memory, and both of them were on grass. I don't know if it was the turf that made the injury. He had a calf injury, and any doctor will tell you, look, remember when, when Kevin Durant had that calf injury and what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Towards Achilles. He was on hardwood. So I don't think you can take one plus one equals two, but I do think you should get rid of artificial turf. I like that connection there, and it's interesting to me how the Jets just seem uh, struck. This seems twice now with the Vinny Testaverde in 99 to where you got two teams, the one this year, the one in 99, that both seem prime for a Super Bowl run if they have the right quarterback, and it's the exact same injury. It's, I guess it's poetic, but that's the worst kind of poetry you can read. Yeah, I, I would think poor Jet fans don't see it as poetry. They see no, it as no, this no, is no, just no. we're doomed. We've just been doomed our whole life, and, you know, we're just never going to come back from it. Joining us on the program, Mike Lombardi, and all your years in, in and around the National Football League, how many times have you explained you're not related to Vince Lombardi? You know, pretty much I tell everybody this all the time. I say, uh, you know, my last name was Smith, and when I decided to get into football, I thought, why not change it to Lombardi, give me an advantage. (laughs) You know, but I got to say this. I wrote about this in the book. When I used to call Sid Gilman on the phone, because Al Davis worked for Sid Gilman at one time, when I used to call him on the phone and talk to him, I would uh, – he would always reminisce about Vince – and I didn't have the heart to tell him I wasn't his son. You know, I just let him go on with it. And he would bring <laughs> Esther, his wife, into the phone. And I had to send him tape. I literally had to send him video. He was, till the day he died, he was watching football. I thought you were saying you were sending him video of your birth just to prove you no, weren't the no, son. No, no, I, I, no. He, but he thought I was related, so he kept asking me about my family. Oh, I miss your dad, you know. And I'm like, well, you know, I didn't have the heart to tell him my dad was a barber. Mike you can't tell the story of football without the voices behind it to you who are some of the most influential voices the broadcasters the commentators you know the legends of the game behind the microphones well I think Madden certainly was and everybody knows Madden because of the game maybe not because of what he was able to do on the mic but I, I think the ones the two that really should get recognized more than ever is First of all, Howard Cosell. Howard um, Cosell really made the NFL. But people don't realize that in, 19, in the early 70s, bowling was a popular sport. And bowling <laughs> leagues around the country on Monday night were really popular. People wanted to go bowl. People had bowling jackets. People had bowling balls. Monday night was bowling night in America. And when Monday night football came on board in 1971, that ended the bowling leagues. Bowling leagues slowly started to die because – Bowling wasn't, you know, you you had to stay home. You couldn't take the game and go bowl. You had to watch the game. So it became something you had to stay home to do, and it became popular. For example, Miller Brewing Company, Miller Light Beer and all those things, they were a regional brewing company. 
And it wasn't until they got an ad on Monday Night Football, they became a national brewing company. And then they did the ads with the athletes, and all of a sudden yeah. Miller Lite became a popular thing. And then Jimmy the Greek and Brent Musburger talking about gambling on the NFL today. That Those two voices, Musburger and Cosell, were huge. Cosell was bigger than life itself. He had his own TV show on Saturday night called Saturday Night Live with Howard Cosell. He gave Saturday Night Live the title. They just called Saturday Night Saturday Night on NBC. He allowed them to use the live after his show got canceled. He was bigger than life. He belongs in the Hall of Fame for what he did for the league. Oh, I like that a lot. We all know the rise of Miller Lite is because it's less filling, you know, obviously. Yeah, tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lombardi, thank you for taking the time with us, brother. We absolutely oh, thank you, appreciate guys. you being appreciate on. You. The, uh, the thing we're so excited about the book, though, is, is, is the different perspectives, man. Sure. The, from scout to general manager and the story that's behind it, football done right, setting the record straight on coaches, players, and the history of the NFL. Mike, where's the best place to get it? Uh, anywhere you can buy your book, uh, anywhere anywhere you buy your favorite books, it's out there available to uh, whether Kindle, it's available Audible, anywhere at all. Excellent. Mike Lombardi, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. New friend of the show, Mike Lombardi. That was nice. That's a shame we only got one segment with Mike because he is an absolute wealth of knowledge and experience. I'd love to pick his brain for hours. Doing the rounds today, man. Sure. That's what happens. You get the new book. You get all, like, everyone, like, I was interested. You were like, hey, are we getting, yes, we're doing it. So, Mike Lombardi, big thank you to he. He's got kind of a fun story. It's the, he was a scout for Bill Walsh, and then every single job title you can hold up until three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. Impressive resume. Wild. We'll step away when we come back. Cal, thank you for all your navigation on this one today. More of Tumen On live at the Albuquerque Duke store. As we continue football recap, and I promise you, no baseball talk. Ugh. Tumen on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Yankees suck. The sports <laughs> animal. Back live from the Opportunity Duke store. Big thank you to Mike Lombardi who joined us. 505-246-0610, Sports Animal, text line and hotline. Texter says that game last night was straight wrestling. I mean, there's some stories being told on Monday Night Football last night. Could there have been more stories? Steve Palmasano with us from the Albuquerque Duke store. He says that there are some Piazza boxes left. This is to my surprise, Steve. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to says, I'm going down there to get a Piazza box. We still have a couple left. Where are they at? Where are these people that talk oh. to me? I don't know. They need to uh, come in and say famous Freddy. Fabulous Freddy fame? Yeah. Close enough. Everyone Send knows me. that it's fabulous Freddy fame. Right. I think you added a name since the last time. From, <laughs> from, are you talking about from Duke City Championship Wrestling, fabulous Freddy fame? I just thought you went by um, Fast Freddy. Fast Freddy? <laughs> no. Famous Freddy. Yes. Fabulous Freddy fame. Okay. Yeah. Tell them to mention your name. The short version, the three um, Fs. Fabulous uh, Freddie Famous is my that's my uh, Christian name. Oh. oh, you dropped it all the way down to Fabulous <laughs> Freddie Fame. Thanks for taking it so easy on all of us. I yes. am uh, a unique triple F. I saw I saw one of those uh, '90s throwback Piazza shirts out in the wild yesterday. They're yeah. so sweet. Yeah, they turned out. One really of the good. coolest T-shirts yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they are. 
Do you, like people who buy your new Piazza T-shirt, do they wear it out immediately, or do they wait till they get to their car and then they throw usually it? take off whatever they're wearing? That's here what I do. Throw it yeah. on. Yeah, I've done that with a lot of your stuff. <clears throat> you have. I've seen that undershirt <laughs> of yours one too many times. <laughs> I wear the exact same cut undershirt all the time. Like I have, I, I don't know, dozens of them. Oh, good. But they're all cut the exact same way. To where, they're like Hanes T-shirts or whatever. But I cut them to where there's a line right over my um, what would, area would Chest. you call this? Yeah, but it's like the the feature of my the nipples. Yes. Yes, I cut the line. I would call it a, a nipple cliff. Yeah, that's right on what, the edge of the nipple cliff. Yeah, like Heathcliff the yeah. the Manfred. <laughs> Monday Night Football last night was the one. The game itself was a um, snoozer. Not unless you love defense. It turned out to be yeah. pretty crazy. It was it was like nothing. Here's what until I learned. The end. Here's what I learned last night. If you line up opposite defensively, if you put Sauce Garner on one side, then you just get three interceptions on the other side. That's correct. That's what I learned. That is correct. No one's going to throw at Sauce Gardner. Just three interceptions on the other side. Not only did the Jets' defense and eventually the special teams win this game almost single-handedly, mm-hmm. Jordan Whitehead, the kid number three, who got three picks in one game because no one's dumb enough to throw at Sauce Gardner, Correct. made a bag. He has a bunch of uh, regular season markers to hit, and he gets contract bonuses. Oh, okay. One of them, one of the... The levels is three, three interceptions, oh, and he hit it in the first game so and got crazy. a quarter million dollars. Ooh. On that third one? Yeah. How steady are your hands? <laughs> it's never been more steady in <laughs> like, his entire life. You're like Leonardo DiCaprio on The Departed. <laughs> and you're, like, you're, like, you're like, my hand doesn't shake. Because that's, a, what was it, a half milli? Quarter mil? Quarter mil. Quarter mil? That third pick got him a quarter mil, God. and he's still got a whole season to go. We all know no one's throwing at Sauce Garner. No, literally no one. And also, J- the window's closed on Jake Allen, by the way. Like, the Bills are done. Okay, now that's just foolish. What? I looked at their team. I saw their team. You saw Josh Allen, top three quarterback in the NFL, no. play the New York Jets, a top three defense in the NFL. The Jets are going to make a lot of people look stupid throughout the year. I don't know about four turnovers stupid. But the Jets are going to make a lot of quarterbacks look foolish all year. Josh Allen is still that dude. Bills Mafia, don't worry about it. Oh, super it was worry the, about it's it. It's the first game of the year in New Jersey. The mystique of Aaron Rodgers. The defense knew that they had to step it up and play for Zach Wilson. Like I, I, I'm not surprised at any of this. I'm not surprised that he's done. They were tied going in. To the fourth quarter. Yeah. It went into overtime. That guy you're talking about, the guy that you're saying is the Messiah, he's actually the pariah. He's terrible. Zach Zach Allen, is that his name? He cannot go out there. (laughs) He was a little shook, wasn't he? Put up 16 points on a Monday night whenever, despite the other team having zero quarterbacks healthy on their roster and only put up 16? No. They only scored 22. They should be averaging 40 points a game if Jake Allen is the success that everyone claims he's going to be. He's not. He's a joke. Josh Allen is still that dude. He will be fine. Not every team in the NFL is as good defensively as the New Jersey Jets. Don't freak out. Don't buy into one game. One game is not the whole season. Josh Allen is still 
that dude. Four turnovers. I think he uh, was trying to avoid a Achilles injury all night. <laughs> he looked at the field. He said, no. He said, not trying yeah. to. He got shook when Aaron Rodgers went down. He wasn't going to do it. He's the reason that the Bills lost. He is the reason that the Jets won. The Jets did not win because of Zach Wilson. The Jets won because of Josh Allen. That's a pretty good catch. Oh, absolutely. The, the Jets' defense was the real deal. Josh Allen should have done better. I mean, instead of four turnovers, two turnovers would have won the game. You don't want your quarterback to give up two turnovers in a game. He doubled that. Do you remember in overtime when they had the ball? Do you remember that part of last night? Oh, the three and out? Yes. Yeah. That's Josh Allen. I'm not concerned. What? Because I did uh, invest a second-round draft pick in my fantasy money league. Okay, you know? so, here's the real So truth. he's still going to be just fine, says my fantasy team. He, okay, this is real. He only completed half his passes. He only threw for 200 yards. He threw for no tutties. He turned it over four times. He, so, ha- he has 17 career turnovers against the Jets. That's by far the most against any team. They have his number. The Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen and the Bills <laughs> are donezo. The Jets are going 7-10 and 10 again. What? The Jets' defense is good enough to win five games by themselves, and they and probably you... get to play the Cardinals and the Texans. Boom, there's seven wins. Then they put Tom Brady at quarterback, and after you have Tom Brady at quarterback, you go undefeated the rest of the season. That's how this thing works. Well, I mean, once Tom Brady gets all of his money back from the Davis family and he's able to be a free agent again, then that's a maybe. But for now, the Jets are rolling with Zach Wilson. Put on your magic Under Armour, baby. Let's go. Did Stefan Diggs just take the <laughs> night off, or am I a little confused? No, he had to go up against Sauce Ghana. They didn't even, they didn't even look. They threw it all to what's old boy's name with the three picks? Yeah, him. Whitehead, what was his name? Correct, yes, Whitehead. Yeah. Jordan Whitehead. To me... If you got a quarterback who's so afraid to give your best offensive option an option, then you're not a quarterback. Like, you have no talent. Like, if you're only good when the best guy you have is against a guy who's not good, you're not good. Like, you have to give Diggs an opportunity. You have to go against the best defender on the Jets. He didn't do it. He's a coward. That team is full of cowards, and it's led by a coward. The Buffalo Bills circle the wagons around cowards. Buffalo Bills are still winning the AFC East. No. Josh Allen is still that dude. Miami. Stephon Diggs is still that dude. New England. The Bills are fine. The Jets. All of those are better than the Bills. Every single one of them. I mean, it seems that the Bills got a kicker now. It's not like they're running with Scott Norwood. He hit it when it counted. You know how I know they have a kicker? Because they're afraid to score touchdowns. <laughs> They got one single solitary touchdown. That's one more than zero. Don't even remember it. I remember them being in the mix at the now, end. Hold on. Don't, don't start bringing your memory into play when we were watching Monday Night Football at Howie Sports Page. I wasn't okay. super paying attention. Not super you. paying attention. We're having an absolute blast there. There were so many friends of the show there. And, and new friends of the show is the part that I love. Steve, I missed Aaron Rodgers' injury because it was four snaps into the game, and I was like, oh, I will get one beer or use one restroom or do anything in the whole world. And then I come back, and then Van's like, hey, you didn't, you didn't uh, want to watch the first possession? I, I watched the first one, like, snap. And then I was like, 
I came back and man was like, "Hey, sneak it a snap!" So that dude snapped out Achilles right <laughs> off his tendon. I was like, "Hey, did you know that Broken humans ankle. can touch their big toe to their shin?" Yeah, did you know that? Freddie? You do. You know that now. That's a thing. Yeah. I said, "Well, obviously, fabulous Freddie Fame of Duke City Championship Wrestling knows that." <laughs> okay. That's what I said. I mean, the story was, we need hard knocks one more week. Could you imagine the captivating television? That would be one more week of hard knocks with the Aaron Rodgers injury. Zach Wilson making one completion all night that counted. And then the best story to me was the last man on the Jets roster, Xavier Gibson, having the punt return for a touchdown in overtime to win it. How beautiful is that? Is that the dude that made it off hard knocks, the wide receiver? Yes, the undrafted rookie who was literally the last guy. The last guy on the roster. He's booty. Won the game. He's booty. Oh, he's got some awesome blockers then. Yeah, super awesome. <laughs> at the, so we're watching it at the end, and I think I'm the guy who's like, go down, go down, go down, kick the field goal and win. That's me the whole time. And Van's like, no, watch this, dude. Yeah, watch this. Yeah, Van's like, he doesn't touch the ball ever. <laughs> like, no. Like, this is one time he's going to get all season. You watch the last play, but not the first four. That's great. We're getting warmed up. Yeah, well, a lot of friends yeah. of the show left at the end of regulation. So <laughs> oh it, was just, yeah, it was just me and Van in overtime. <laughs> and we, like, what can we do? We got to watch. Well, because, you know, no one cares is the real thing. Is that everyone pretends that they love NFL football. Mm-hmm. And then whenever it comes to overtime on Monday night, when you got to be at the office, whatever time in the morning. I don't know what it's like to have to be in an office in the morning. But when you have to do that, you just you, uh, you turn the game off. That's what they did. All right, I'm sure you're familiar with the trump card or the reverse card or the skip card. Uh, Fred's playing the contrarian card right now because yep. the place was still packed. The energy was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. and over. No sure. one left. No, that, dude, that, that place was electric. This place was still shoulder to shoulder at the end of the fourth quarter. Nah, at the end of regulation, they, they took the tops off the pool tables. They were playing billiards again. <laughs> so I think Dart None started, of this is true. Dart League started up. None yeah. of this is true whatsoever. Yeah, there were some people just shooting fireworks in the parking lot. A place was a rager. Okay, that might be true. That part was probably true. That part was probably insanely true. How long does it take to get home from New Jersey Jets Stadium? Depends on where you live, obviously. Well, I mean, like getting out of the parking lot. It takes like a long time, right? That's my understanding. Yeah, that's my. I understanding. mean, like, how long does it take for Aaron Rodgers to get back to his Hobbit hole and have his Achilles surgery in darkness on ayahuasca? Is that what you're asking? They do it with infrared. They do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a reishi Achilles tendon yes. surgery. They don't really touch the Achilles, but they give it good injure uh, energy. Does it not hurt when your Achilles snaps? I believe it hurts the most. I think it hurts really bad. I, mean, I think he it's was, the thing that hurts the he most. He was yeah. still smug when still he was standing there. Not smug. He was as smug as you could be. He's like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna. Well, I mean, getting your Achilles oh, for him to take me off. Getting your Achilles snapped is nowhere the pain of being broken up with by Olivia Munn. So, I mean, <laughs> his pain threshold has to be amazing. I guess so. <laughs> I want Aaron Rodgers to stand on the sideline for every single game. Because you're kind of at a 50-50 here. He could just disappear into a darkness retreat of ayahuasca whatevers or be that team guy. And it's kind of tacky. Oh, to he's going to be right the now. team guy. Do you think he is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, this preseason was the first season that he's been a team guy since he was a backup the to next, Favre. The next episode of Hard Knocks is going to be him sitting – in the clubhouse with his leg up 
God, I wish there was one more episode. Oh my God! Hey, we're gonna we're going to our next game. Aaron, you coming? Mm, No. I'm just gonna sit here. It 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 had a playoff feel, not only because you know the the fate of the AFC East rests on a couple of these matchups, but the refs let the dudes play. Yeah, they did. There was a lot. It was very handsy out there, and not the kind of way that I appreciate. I think you have to replace all the fields. I don't think the NFL is going to do it. They're not going to do it. It'll cost a lot. It costs so much money. Stepping away, come back, top of the hour. Five o'clock? You talking about New Mexico's vodka? Tell her vodka's there? Let's go on that. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.